When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to the Kinder Outdoors camp house. I'm Billy Kinder. This is our place, and we're sure glad you're here. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by my friends at Fortiflora. America's number one canine probiotic is Fortiflora from the trusted name Purina. It stops GI upset in our dogs. And listen, it works great as a preventative, too, before that long summer trip that can cause GI issues for their dogs. Learn more about Fortiflora when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. I've met a lot of really talented pig people through the years. We've got pig superstars on the show today. I'm talking about people like Jeff Scott from Cinnamon Creek Archery. This guy is eaten up with hunting pigs with his bow. He's going to talk to us about that on the show today. Barefoot Bob Richardson is a West Texas legend who catches them with his dogs and his bare hands. And the pig man, Brian Quaka, has converted himself from a Mahia, Texas pig shooter into outdoor television superstar. We're going to hear from all these guys this morning, so pour yourself a hot cup of coffee and settle in with us at Kinder Outdoors. My friend Jeff Scott is one of the exceptionally knowledgeable pros at Cinnamon Creek Archery. And listen, when they talk to you at Cinnamon Creek, it's not just a guy behind the desk. It's a guy that came in from the field to stand behind that desk. They know what they're talking about. And when it comes to shooting pigs, hunting pigs with a bow, Jeff Scott's about as good as it gets. Jeff, good to see you again, man. Good to see you, Billy, as always. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Uh, I want to talk about broadheads today. And, man, what a huge topic that is. Uh, And we're going to try to break it down just a little bit. When will you use uh, a mechanical head as opposed to a fixed head? I prefer a mechanical head for for pigs. I, I really do, and, and that I, shocks me. That really surprises. I know, and so you know, having said that, I, as many as I've killed this year, I, I'm doing a lot more pig hunting. If a deer happens to walk by, that's great, but you know, that's really my target animal, and so that's in the quiver. You know, 95% of the time, or on the you know ready to fire, yeah. 95% of the time. Um, I, I have come across a great mechanical this year that I, uh, if you have time to talk about, that. share the info. Yeah. So mechanical-wise, um, Grave Digger, their uh, hybrid cut-on-contact head is just wickedly awesome. And um, it's, uh, it's stainless. I have been shooting the 125-grain uh, version, which I, I shoot 125s out of all my, uh, in the Stinger as well, but, um, uh, or in the Black Hornet, excuse me. But um, that, that head itself, you know, if, even if it doesn't, I've shot it every way possible. So even if it doesn't open, um, you've still got about a one and an eighth inch cut, I believe is what it is, but I've never not had one open on me. Um, it does have some set screws to set the wing blades to it. Um, so there's a little technicality there as far as learning um, what's the proper setting on that. But uh, come into the store, anybody that wants to check it out, come into the store and uh, we'll talk to you about that. Um, but they are uh, pretty much fail proof. And like I said, I I've shot them at all settings. I've, I've shot them where I locked them wide open, and uh, they fly just as true as they did, you know, when they were locked down. Um, so great, a great head. Um, you can buy all the replacement parts for them. Of course, the ferrule itself is stainless, so it's pretty tough. I have been a couple, um, so the only thing I haven't bent so far is titanium. Uh, but stainless steel will bend. Of course, aluminum will bend. 
Um, I would imagine titanium will be also. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, but you will. If anyone will do that, Jeff, it'll be you. Uh, tell me why you prefer a mechanical head on pigs. That really surprises me. I figured you'd be a fixed head guy all the way on pigs. Yeah. That's a tough shot, tough animal. Yeah, I, I do prefer a fixed blade on, on pigs. Um, it's just that lately, um, you know, we've gotten a bunch of these into the shop. Some people have been wanting me to try them, and so I tried them, and I'm really kind of hooked on them. And, and so it's uh, it's kind of a mixed review on what I'll shoot. You know, it's kind of when I get up in the tree and pick one out of the quiver, you know, it's kind of a crap shoot. But most of the time I'll go to that, uh, to the Magnus. But on a, on a mechanical head, now definitely this year for deer hunting, uh, the uh, Grave Digger will be on the shelf there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to come back a little later in the show and uh, and talk about pigs. Uh, but before we uh, leave this segment, you said a 125. Uh, man, most folks that I know are killing their whitetails with 100 grain, killing everything with 100 grain, uh, broadheads. Uh, why the 125, and is that as readily available when I'm on the road as a 100 grain broadhead? It is as readily available, and the reason I shoot them, you know, if you if you're if you're a Kind of an archery nerd, uh, which which I don't really consider myself to be, but I'm becoming one. Um, the more you read uh, about archery and uh, arrow flight and stuff like that, front of center is critical. And um, so anything that can help you get some weight on the front of that uh, arrow is uh, is going to help you with penetration, arrow flight, um, lots of other items that come into play. But um, for me, it's all about getting arrow weight up and front of center up. Yeah. When's the last time you fired a rifle at a critter? Uh, how old am I? Let's see, 15, 30 years maybe? <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, we're going to come back and talk about pigs a little bit later on. That can be a tough shot. That can be a shot gone wrong if uh, you're not really good at shot placement and thinking about where you need to hit that pig. So stick around, Jeff. Okay, I'll be here. Jeff Scott, a conversation he and I had at Cinnamon Creek Archery, Roanoke, Texas, a few years ago. Still great information for a little summer pig hunting with your bow. Thank you to my friends at Calming Care for bringing us this corner of the camp house. Calming Care settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Good morning, everybody. This is the pig man, and uh, we're about to shoot some swine. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about shooting some pigs with Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> Hey, it's Billy Kinder. If you've listened to me very long, you know that I depend on buffalo wool products to keep me warm in harsh winter conditions. But did you know that these highly effective buffalo fibers work equally well in the heat of summer? Their native range plants goes from Oak, Alaska, down past Mexico City. Ron and Teresa Miskin have three decades of weaving perfection from those precious insulating fibers of the bison. And they put them to the test on the world's toughest playground, Alaska. That's our field testing, the moose hunting. Um, there's so much that goes on up there. The big advantage of bison fiber, besides the insulation, is it's moisture wicking and keeping your feet dry, your, your body dry and that sweat away from there reduces the bacterial growth, reduces any foot fungus or anything like that. Bison fiber in a cowboy boot will run three to five degrees cooler than a cotton sock. Take a look at the new line of cool wicking buffalo wool for the summer. The TheBuffaloWoolCo.com I didn't know buffaloes had wool. Yep. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com I'm Tom Watson with Bend Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. 
In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas Pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. swapped neighbor jones some good cigars for an evening hunt in the honey hole come along with kender outdoors i should have done this a few weeks ago and it just kept hitting the back burner and getting shuffled around and i'm going to do it right now congratulations michael cates arlington texas 2023 yamaha Rightwaters bassmaster kayak series champion wanted on possum kingdom lake with a two-day total of 210 and a quarter inches. They uh, measure uh, instead of weigh in the kayak series, 210 uh, and a quarter inches of largemouth bass. I don't know, might have been some smallmouth in there too. Uh, on a very productive lake, historic Texas lake, Possum Kingdom. Hey, congratulations, Michael Cates picked up a check for 
almost $8,000 for catching big green bass out of his kayak. More on the way from Jeff Scott, Cinnamon Creek Archery, hunting pigs with his bow a little bit later on. But right now, let's swing it out to West Texas, the Stamford-Haskell area, to recall a conversation with a West Texas legend, Barefoot Bob Richardson. He and I met on the side of a farm-to-market road somewhere way out west several years back. It's sure good to sit down with you. I've been wanting to talk with you a long while, but the first thing I noticed about you when you got out of your truck, you've got shoes on. How come? Well, them rocks and cactuses around Brady, Texas are pretty rough on bare feet. (laughs) (laughs) But you did earn that nickname from running this country barefoot, didn't you? Yes, sir. When I was young and I used to bird hunt with the old sheriff of Jones County, he'd bring people in to hunt, and we lived in the sandy country, and I'd show them where to hunt. Well, their dogs wouldn't hunt because of the grass burrs, and I didn't wear shoes, and I'd run over and pick up their birds for them. Man. That's tough now. That's tough. Without calling me sand spur, and after a few years, it changed to barefoot. Barefoot. How old were you when that was going on? Eight. My word. That's that's getting after. Dave Reeves, that sheriff, he took me kind of under his wing, and he took me everywhere. You know, it was a one-car family. And Did he ever buy you a pair of shoes? No, he never did. (laughs) That rascal. (laughs) Barefoot Bob catches pigs. He doesn't shoot them. He catches them. Man, that's tough stuff there now. How do you dodge them them tusks? Well, as a general rule, when they're wearing a bulldog for an earring, they ain't that bad. (laughs) However, we had a man fighter that drugged two bulldogs, run my son down, got him down, and worked him over big time. Cut him six times. Oh, my. How's he doing? He's all right. Cut him in both thighs. Cut him in the cheek of his butt and twice in the ribs and in his shoulder. My goodness. We're throwing him four foot in the air. Woo! And still, the dogs never turned loose. They still had him. Yeah. How many did you catch last night? We caught nine last night. Sellers. Yeah. Plus some little ones. Now, is that a good night? That's an excellent night. Yeah. Five of these were big bladed boars that will bring over $100. Now, what you do is you run them with the dogs, you let the dogs catch them, and then you come in and do what? Well, you, you run in and try to get behind them, and you grab your tail with your left hand and the back foot with your right hand, and you flip them over on their side and tie their four feet together. Sounds easy enough. I want to go sometime, but I'm going to watch you from the pickup. (laughs) I'd love to see that sometime. You've hunted and fished and been outdoors just about every day of your life, haven't you? Yes, sir. You've got some amazing stories I bet you could tell me uh, throughout the years. Uh, You've done some stuff. What do you recall that kind of sticks out? You know what? I've had such a good life and got to do so many things. If I had to be anybody in the world, I'd be me. God's been great with me. Yeah, he's good to us. Everything I've ever wanted. You know, I've never wanted anything I couldn't get, but he's given me everything I've ever wanted. The trick to being happy with life is being happy with what you can get. Not satisfied, but happy with what you can get. And, uh... Not wanting what you can't have. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, what's, the, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen on a pig hunt? Well, my fifth of the fattest sister <laughs> had a boyfriend out of New Jersey. <laughs> now, I'm fifth, not going to mention any names. My fifth to the fattest sister. <laughs> yeah. We went hog hunting one time, and we caught a big boar, and uh, we were carrying him out on our army stretcher because the brush was real thick. Yeah. And uh, we'd carry him about 50 yards is all you could handle because he yeah. weighed about 300, and there was just the two of us. And then when we'd rest, he'd set the cot on the ground, an old army stretcher, and I'd sit on the hog, hog's butt, and he'd stand there and blow until we could go again. Well, after about 10 or 12 rest periods, I sat on the butt, and he walked around there and sat on the head. Uh-oh. 
Well, this mad boar with a butt stuck in his face just latched on. Well, he took off running, and he was dragging the stretcher. <laughs> now, two of us could barely carry it, but he could drag it. <laughs> That's about the funniest thing I've ever seen. I guess so. To you. I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been real droughty uh, out in this part of the country. Uh, what's that going to do to our to our deer and their horn development this year? The best bucks on a dry year when they still get enough to eat. A deer can only eat so much and get so much nutrition. Without the high protein rations, if you've got a lot of moisture content in your forage, he could still only eat 10 pounds. If it's 70% moisture, he's not going to get as much good as if it's 50% moisture. So we could have an outstanding deer year. The burn has moved them around a lot. It's concentrated on what didn't burn. Of course, all Texas didn't burn, but probably a third of Stonewall County burnt. Half of our ranch got burnt and half of it didn't. It's going to concentrate all the deer from the burn right now or in the unburn. Now, if, it, if we can just get a, just a little rain and green it back up, they'll move back to their home range. But right now, I mean, it killed mesquite trees full size. Yeah. You've had some terrible fires out here. We've had them in my home county over yeah. in Palo Pinto and yeah. outpost where I hunt where half part of our ranch is burned. It's, it's just affecting everybody. What will these animals do uh, when they first sense that smoke? You watch this wildlife a lot. Yeah, the quail, of course, we were right in the middle of it, but the quail would fly about three times away from the fire. And, you know, each flight would get a little short because I was watching them. They'd fly two to four times. And then the last flight, when they were really tired, they'd fly back through the flame, fly right back through it. You're kidding me. The whole, of course, they were pairing up. So you only had small coveys or five or six or pairs. And if it was a pair or a covey, they all went back through it. Did they survive? I'm assuming they did because I'm seeing more quail now than I ever did before the fire. Of course, the the coveys are broke up into pairs, so you see a lot more. And when you look out there and you can see 500 yards, you see quail that you didn't see when it was grass. If we can get an inch and a half of rain during May to get a little bit of nesting cover because it burned up a lot of our snakes, a lot of our rats, all the brush piles and the coons. Right after the fire, the next day after the fire, I just drive around and see them coons. They'd be in the tallest tree they could with all the hair singed off of them. So, you know, it hurt the coons. The turkeys... I never found a dead turkey, and the, the hens were already sitting. And actually, I've got three turkey nests spotted that were sitting, and I can see them now because it's like everything around them burnt except their nest. I guess they had it packed, but it's the one tiny little circle of brown with eggs in it. Now, they're still sitting on them eggs right out in the broad open. Are they really? I'm anxious to see if they're going to hatch. Give me a call. Let me know how that goes. I'd love to. i got 18 days to go yeah. after they were burnt over. And they had to be sitting before the burnover. So in 18 days, I'll know if they're going to hatch or not. I'll be darned. That's very interesting. They're out in black. As far as you can see, there ain't a sprig of nothing, and she's still sitting on that nest. I'll be darned. That is amazing to me. I I just figured those eggs would burn up, and that was over. I'm sure they didn't burn up, but might have cooked them. Bob, you, uh, you come across a lot of rattlesnakes out like this. Have you ever been bit? Five times. Five times. Mercy. Uh, ever get dangerous, like could lose your life? I never went to a doctor. Really? I, I've never, you know, you hardly ever lose a dog to a snake bite. And uh, as long as you don't go getting crazy and start cutting yourself up like a lot of people do. You know, you see all these horror stories with the guy's arms all swollen up to here and he's got slices all over it. That's usually self-inflicted. He goes to panic and cutting himself up, trying to let poison out, and all he's doing is letting it in. So... You just sit still and, and let time pass a little bit and not get too excited, and you got over it. Yeah. If you can take the last snake bite, which is right here on the thumb, and it's still got a hard spot, Yeah. 
there was a dog food sack in front of neighbor's house and you know it'd be a good way for me to be blamed for a dog food sack being out so i reached down and picked it up and there's a rattlesnake under it and he hit me in the thumb just got me with one thumb one th how long ago was that that was three years ago okay right after the drought yeah anyway rick snipes was his name yeah so i went to his house and he had some benadryl i took 10 benadryl and that thing didn't get no, no bigger than a sausage you're tougher than a boot. You know that? <laughs> hey, officially here at Kinder Outdoors, we do not recommend Barefoot Bob's medical advice. <laughs> this corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. The granddaddy is right around the corner. I'm talking about the 2023 Hunters Extravaganza. Yes, it's already time, August 4 through 6 at the NRG Center in Houston. Fun for the whole family. Check out the seminars, the latest hunting gear, last season's best bucks, and for the little hunters, games, live alligators, snakes, and a whole lot more. For details and tickets, go to huntersextravaganza.com. That's August 4, 5, and 6 at the NRG Center in Houston. The 2023 Hunters Extravaganza. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we, could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFence.com. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards Boat Ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now? 
at VineyardsCampground.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman, or woman, yes, you need these dates. The Hunter's Extravaganzas get kicked off in one month, August 4, 5, and 6 in Houston at the NRG Center. Then back to Fort Worth, Tarrant County this year, like years past, August 11, 12, and 13 at the Fort Worth Convention Center. And then it's off to San Antonio, where the Hunter's Extravaganza was born, August 18, 19, and 20, Freeman Coliseum. Learn more about the Hunter's Extravaganza shows at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. We are recalling some conversations we've had in the past with the pig people, some really sharp pig people like Barefoot Bob Richardson out in West Texas, the pig man, Brian Quaka, he's coming up a little later, and my friend Jeff Scott. He dreams every night about shooting pigs with his bow. Uh, Jeff, no one, I'm convinced that there's not one person in America, I don't care if you've got a TV show or what, no one hunts and shoots pigs any more than you do with a bow. Now, I know I may know one or two guys that shoot more than I do, but I, I've shot my share, yes, yeah, sir. You yeah, do. You're, you're hard at it. For sure. Yeah. And, and you're passionate about it. You you loved pig hunting. Jeff's got 15 minutes. You're standing in a tree somewhere uh, waiting for those pigs to come by, and you hunt them actively year-round. That's true. And and really, you say year-round, that's true. And, and I really love the heat of the summer because you, know, you know why. Because 
everybody else gets out of the woods because it's too hot. Right. Well, I just love it because it's there's nobody else out there but me and the pig. So, yeah, right. you know, it's me on them. So uh, yeah, it, it kind of limits, you know, it helps you uh, to, to kind of determine where those pigs are going to be in the summer because if it's brutally hot, they're going to be near a cool spot. I'm fortunate enough to hunt uh, in some river bottom land, so yeah. it's pretty much a guarantee that they're going to be along there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we were talking earlier in the show about broadheads, and you surprised me when you said you've been shooting your pigs lately with a mechanical. Uh, for folks that weren't tuned in earlier in the show, why in the world are you uh, shooting these old tough, thin, thick-skinned pigs uh, with, a, with a mechanical? Well, honestly, because they're really not that tough or thick-skinned. Yeah. But um, um, and the broadhead I've chosen is is cut on contact and it's gonna penetrate and cut regardless of the fact of whether or not it's going it uh, it opens or not. Yeah. But it's pretty much guaranteed to open. Um, we spoke earlier. I'd chosen the Grave Digger, the the hybrid. Um, that that head is just brutally wicked, and I have killed maybe 15, 20 pigs with it this year. Yeah. Um, but um, I chose it based on a, a, you know some guys here in the shop that have asked, you know, hey, try this, yeah. uh, because they had shot maybe one or two pigs with it and, um, and uh, wanted to see, you know, shoot some multiple pigs. You know, maybe I got lucky and didn't hit bone or whatever. And I, I've, I've pretty much, I wouldn't say I want, I've, I've hit every um, part of the animal, but, you know, I, I've done it all. I've hit bone. I've, I've, you know, passed through everything, and it's been a success every time. Yeah. Uh, don't you hate having a job where part of that is field testing uh, broadheads on pigs and, and you got a little pasture time in? No, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, really, I wish the requests would go down, but no, I, I guess it's a lot of fun. I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, quite a bit of property to hunt. Yeah. And then to work here at Cinnamon Creek, you know, these guys are great and the customers are great. And, you know, you got guys like yourself and a lot of other um, celebrity types. But anyway, so you get to meet everybody, you know, yeah. so that, and that's my thing. I'm a people person, so. Um, you know, it's not such a hard job. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a fun job. Um, let's talk about shot placement. Uh, very important. It doesn't matter uh, what big game you're hunting. It doesn't matter if you hunt turkey. Shot placement, very, very, very important. Let's talk about those pigs because they've got a shoulder plate that you kind of need to negotiate uh, when you're going to try to put one down with an arrow. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, I, I have a theory that I go by that, you know, I mentioned the word archery nerd earlier, and, and um, it kind of drives me nutty. I, if people would spend more time practicing than they do thinking about, um, you know, the front of center and is my bow tuned and all that stuff, um, you know, they would have that shot placement. Yeah. And all these things would, would add up for them, and they'd, they'd be successful. But nothing wrong with, with doing all that, just as long as you practice as well. But shot placement is critical. Uh, it's a little different on a pig. You know, you basically want to hit them in the armpit. Um, I, I had occasion recently where uh, I came upon a big hog that I've been hunting for months. Um, did not make a good shot on this pig from about five yards, and a, a hairy situation ensued. But yeah, uh, and, and then probably didn't make the wisest decision to follow him into a no-way-out situation uh, while he's not feeling real good. No, it, it was a bad idea. I should have just waited and come back uh, you know, the next day. But I came upon the pig. He was sitting on his hind end in, in the pitch black. Uh, I did have a pistol with me, but the pig turned on me and was basically at my feet. 
uh, in a matter of seconds, and I was able to get a few shots off, but it could have been a sticky situation, much worse than it was, but it worked out okay. Um, not one of those situations you want to tell your wife about, you know, but anyway, uh, but uh, it worked out okay, and the pig, I don't know whatever happened, you know, I didn't manage to, to get a couple shots off into him, but um, he may still be out there, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine you probably took care of him, but he traveled a little ways uh, before before he uh, went down for that last time. Uh, tough situation, man. We're really thankful that he didn't hit you. He could have cut you bad. He could have, uh, uh, that could have been a really bad deal. It very well could have, and, and uh, like I told you earlier, I've come upon three or four pigs in that same situation, and it all worked out well. This this really could have been ugly if the pig. Had, I really honestly think he was just trying to get out of the get out of the situation he was in too. He wasn't trying to inflict any damage because he sure as heck could have. I had one hand on his back. I mean that's how close he was, and I was trying to push myself off. I thank goodness I had my hands free. Um, a good headlamp um, at night is a big recommendation for tracking for you guys who are thinking about hunting at night uh, for pigs, or you know how they come out last light. Uh, you're going to end up tracking that pig in the dark. If you get yourself a good headlamp, and it may save you. I really credit that that light to helping me out um, that night. Yeah, yeah. saved uh, a lot of your blood, kept it from spilling out on the ground. Uh, we want to hit that pig. I've always been taught and I've always done it this way quartering away uh, is that right that that's a great choice it is because there's a lot of things that can go right with that there's a few things that can go wrong with it but um, you're choosing basically to um, you know your where your area of damage can be done is larger um, instead of totally broadside and a broadside is a good choice as well um, but a lot of times you know these pigs are always moving especially when they're under a feeder um, stalking too really they're just always moving yeah. and so um, I've had multiple shots this year with quartering away and they've all worked out really well um, but uh, and, and I've got some buddies that that's really the only thing they'll do but uh, uh, you, you just got to think about where that exit is going to occur so you really want to shoot for your exit uh, on that animal. So, uh, you know, it depends on how hard quartering. Quartering two is not a good idea. Quartering away, like you said, great idea. Yeah, quartering two, that big shoulder plate we mentioned earlier comes into play. Your arrow has a really good chance of hitting at that 45 degree angle and deflecting. Yeah, correct. And a lot of guys that are going to encounter pigs this year, they're going to be out there deer hunting. And um, they may not, you know, they, they may have an arrow built and set up for, you know, their deer hunting. Like I mentioned earlier, I prefer a mechanical for shooting deer. Um, so um, uh, a quartering away shot with, you know, a lighter arrow or something that's built for distance and speed um, on a pig instead of trying to challenge that bone in the, you know, in the leg. Um, it's probably a good idea versus shooting completely broadside. Good stuff, huh? That's Jeff Scott, my buddy Jeff Scott, from my archery shop, the pros at Cinnamon Creek Archery, Roanoke, Texas. We'll have more from Jeff a little bit later on. Brian Quaka, the pig man, coming up a little later on, too. Our home away from home at Kinder Outdoors, our base camp, the Vineyards Campground and Cabins, our fifth wheel overlooking Grapevine Lake, private boat ramp, Cabins for those that don't, yes, air-conditioned cabins for those that don't have a uh, RV. A camp store with everything you need from making dinner to s'mores. Cable TV at every site. 50-amp service at every site. One of America's premier RV campgrounds. The Vineyards, Grapevine, Texas, right in the middle of it all and a million miles from everything. Check them out. The Vineyards. 
Hey, coming up next week, just a little heads up as we wade our way through the dog days of summer. Bass Fishing Hall of Famers, Jimmy Houston, Hank Parker, and more. Folks, this is Jay Novacek, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Tinder Outdoors. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word csbiblechurch.org Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. 
your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. It's all about the pigs at Kinder Outdoors today. Brian, the pig man, Quaka coming up. But we're also enjoying a great conversation that we had with Jeff Scott from Cinnamon Creek Archery, Roanoke, Texas, a few years ago. He is a pig pro with a bow. <laughs> Uh, you hunt elevated. You hunt your pigs elevated most of the time, right? I'm always elevated, yes. Yeah. yes. And uh, I've seen your setup before on Facebook. You know, every, every time you post a picture, I expand it, and I'm really looking to see what's Jeff doing down there. I'm picking your brain without uh, having the opportunity to talk to you, but I'm studying. Uh, and it looks like you give yourself several opportunities because of wind. Uh, I'm sure most folks know this, but a pig can smell better than a bird dog. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've, I've been on a lot of hunts this year where I was unsuccessful. Um, I, I mentioned how many I've killed, but good Lord, I've probably hunted, you know, one out of every five times where I am successful. And a lot of that has to do with setup and wind. And uh, those pigs, if, if you cross their path of where they're going to come into that feeder or uh, whatever setup you have, they're going to wind you. And um, you, you can just live with that. It's going to happen. Just, you know, consider yourself, well, I lost this round, yeah. but maybe I'll win the battle, you right. know. So um, their, their smell is just unbelievable. Um, there's not much you can do. You know, you can do the whole take a shower and scent-free soap and don't use your thermocell and whatever else. But if they cross your path... They've got you. They can literally pin you down, and then they're gone. It's over. Uh, do you use uh, any kind of attractant uh, for hogs? Have you found one that works? Yeah, the one I found that works the best is corn. Yep, there you go. They love my corn feeders. <laughs> Here's my thing, then, I tell you. I get this question a lot. Um, if you want to attract pigs, get yourself an electric feeder with a timer. Don't ever let that feeder battery go dead. Don't ever let the corn run out. Just make sure those pigs can count on there being corn on the ground every time they visit that spot. Um, otherwise, they'll be inconsistent. And I, I saw someone else say recently the only consistent thing about pigs is that they're inconsistent. And um, this is true, but you have an advantage. Just keep that corn feeder full and keep it running. 125 grain uh, broadhead is what you recommended earlier in the show for these pigs. And make sure you uh, shot placement practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice with, you know, pretty much do your, you know, your tuning on your broadheads just like you would uh, with your field tips. Um, and, yes, practice, practice, get out there. Um, if you have a chance, go shoot some 3-D. Come out here. We've got, I think, 80 3-D targets right now set up at Cinnamon Creek. But uh, practice 3-D, that is really critical uh, above and beyond shooting paper because it gives you, um, yard, you know, you're dealing with yardage. Uh, you're not just standing there shooting a piece of paper. But it's really helpful to shoot some 3-D. 
I always enjoy my visits with Jeff Scott and the whole crew at Cinnamon Creek Archery. You will, too. Drop by in person. Uh, they'd love to help you out. So knowledgeable. And all the latest top-notch gear. They can put you in a tree fully equipped to take those pigs on your own. The pig man, Brian Quaka, he took a Mahaya, Texas passion and turned it into his livelihood, shooting pigs. Pig man, who gave you that name? Where'd that come from? Was that for TV or have you carried that name with you a while? Um, I guess you could say that uh, the pig man name come from TV simply because uh, some outdoor TV personalities uh, said, man, I want to go hunting with these guy, this guy down in Texas. I mean, because I, I would go out and, whether it be bow, gun, whatever, dogs, we'd catch multiple pigs. And yeah. hearing some stories from some of the people that I'm in business with, uh, we went over there and hunted. We didn't see no pigs. So, basically, I was successful. These TV shows contacted me. Once their field producers came down and seen me in action, they're like, man, you need a show. So, uh, everybody's like, call this pig man, dude, this pig man, dude. So, I trademarked it. I trademarked everything to do with pigs. Pig hunting, smart. Uh, every dime that ever, you know, you see people has these annuities and they have these investments. Yeah. My investments is in my brand, <laughs> and it's very well protected. So uh, that's what happened. That's the way it goes. And I tell you what, isn't, isn't uh, Texas a great place? You you look at this wild pig problem, this feral hog problem we've got in Texas. You turn it from a problem to a very positive thing. Yeah, yeah. Not only uh, do I get to hunt for a living yeah. and meet some great people. Uh, I get to take a lot of kids, and uh, we're eliminating pigs. We're saving property. You know, right now, people say, oh, what do you mean? Uh, you know, the pigs, is they, they tear up property, which costs farmers hay. And my hay's not that big of a deal. It's dry grass. Yeah. Diesel is $4 a gallon. It, it's just a domino effect that goes downhill, and I get to hunt all the time. That's the best thing. Yeah. And I'm helping the state. Love to take kids hunting. Uh, turned it into a business. Yeah. And, uh, I, it's win-win. You bet it is. At this point, we're almost bulletproof. I hear you, brother. Well, tell me this. What did you do before you were the pig man? How'd you make a living? I'm sure you guided uh, a lot of hunts. I did. Uh, I started out, uh, I went to TSTC, Texas State Technical College, and uh, got a degree in machine shop. Yeah. Uh, machinist by trade. Yeah. Then ended up figuring out, well, I don't make as much money as working at the power plant. So I started working at the power plant. Just in a couple years, I become a supervisor, heavy equipment operator, yeah. and uh, said, you know what, I'm going to start putting some guns together. And uh, in two months, I had so many gun orders that I had to quit my job. Wow. Uh, on top of that, I started another business, believe it or not. I was a used car used car dealer. Really? Yeah, I owned a lot in Mahia and uh, just started building guns. And uh, I thought, well, the gun building will be a secondary. The car lot will be full time, but vice versa. Wow. I had so much more gun business and so many wow. people coming in from out of state to hunt with me right. that the car, I just said, it's got to go away. I focused on this full time and i'm so busy right now i can't keep caught up what a story man that's awesome but nothing compares to the pig man job no, man i love it i love i guess the biggest thing i get is you don't look like the pig man i don't know who stereotyped the pig man but <laughs> i thought today i'd come in with a big beard and overalls and dirty hair and the whole deal but i am what i am and uh yeah. I, you know you looks can be deceiving 
there was a young man asking me how many pigs he killed this past year, and I said I don't have any comment because he wouldn't believe me. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my little boy shot one basically yesterday morning, uh, just before I took him to school. He's seen him out in the field tearing our pasture up, and uh, he already knows the ropes. He, he leveled it. How old is he? He's 11 years old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's well versed in killing pigs. I guess he is, man. That that is uh, little pig, little pig man. That is awesome. Uh, well, I tell you what, you've got it going on, man. This is just a tremendous deal. But you're right, the pig problem in Texas is a bad problem. It's a growing problem. I'd love to have the money and fence repairs alone out of one month in the state of Texas. You know, I want to tell you how substantial the pig problem is. Not not from a damage standpoint, but from this standpoint. When we started this, we pretty much have a niche market. And the reason I have a niche market and there's no copiers is simply because I have so many trademarks. I know they search them. Yeah. I already know. My lawyer tells me they're being searched. There's been a few cases where people's actually tried to do something. But I've been in Smithsonian Magazine. I was host of the year on Sportsman's Channel out of 202 shows. And I've got probably 300 requests a week for people to come hunt with me. So, you know, aside of damage, right. and we're helping the state, it's unbelievable because it's an affordable sport right. and we need the help and don't forget texas is a 45 dollar five-day special hunting it's a 157 license 45 bucks five days you can come hunt pigs right and i know a lot of people that'll let you hunt pigs for free that's exactly right i do too uh, 24 hours a day 365 days a year exactly. brother exactly that's the thing you know uh and and the beautiful thing in texas is we can ride with guns yep. and and you pull up to a piece of property, park, get out of your truck, and you can shoot on somebody's property, and they drive up and like, what are you doing? Uh, oh, you shot a pig. Man, cool. And then I have a list of people that wants the meat. Right. Just the, the pig my son shot, I actually give to our Vietnamese barber that cuts my hair. Okay. She wanted the whole hog. I backed up there, and I said, there it is. You know what? When I first saw you, Brian, I said, pig man's got him a Vietnamese haircut. I, I recognize that right off the bat. Exactly. exactly. No, it's a good time. You guys do a great job. And uh, it's just promoting the sport. Yeah. And what better way to promote kids in the field taking them hog hunting? Because to them... They not only killed an animal, they killed an animal that's dangerous, yep. and these kids are excited, man, and I love it, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> the pig pros are kinder outdoors today. Let's stretch our legs for a minute. are taking that old flat bottom out don't forget these coffee cans just like life you'll need to bail a little water now and then this is life in the camp house at kinder outdoors kinder outdoors coming to you from our base camp the vineyards campground and cabins on beautiful grapevine lake texas talking about the pigs today we've got some great pig pros on the show we'll get back to it in just a minute but first of all let me tell you that if you're not feeding purina pro plan to your dog Hey, there's an upgrade waiting for you at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Lots of different formulas, and there's one that fits your dog perfectly. Pick up the pro plan at Atwood's. Jeff Scott joined us 
last hour from Cinnamon Creek Archery. It's actually a conversation he and I had a few years ago talking about pigs and bows and broadheads and such. Jeff, good to see you again, man. Good to see you, Billy, as always. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Uh, I want to talk about broadheads today, and man, what a huge topic that is. Uh, And we're going to try to break it down just a little bit. What do you prefer in a fixed broadhead? Three blade, four blade, two blade? Right now, what I'm really preferring, of course, I grew up through it shooting an old uh, Thunderhead, you know, the yeah. NAP Thunderhead. I can't even tell you how many of those I probably flung into the woods that never hit an animal. But um, I, So I love those as a standard go-to uh, fixed blade. But recently, I've been using the uh, Magnus has a new blade out called a Black Hornet. Um, now, that's a two-blade with a stinger. Um, flies much like a field tip, and I, I know I sound like a, uh, a broadhead salesman at this point, but, man, I have killed 39 pigs this year so far, and probably half of those have been with that black hornet, wow. and I have seen some wicked holes, some great blood trails, um, and, of course, Magnus offers that lifetime warranty with their broadhead. So yeah. if you damage one in any way, um, which I have done, you can package it up, send it back to Magnus, and they'll send you a new one or a new whole pack, whatever you want. If you want to wait till all three of them are damaged or whatever. So I don't, I, that I know of, there's not another broadhead company that offers that. Wow, so that's pretty big. Tell us uh, specifically what you're using again. Okay, so uh, the Magnus Black Hornet. Uh, so that's a two-blade. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's an inch and a quarter cut with a stinger. And then um, it's, it's, you can't miss the packaging. It's yellow packaging, typical Magnus packaging the broadhead itself is black so if you go to the store come here to cinnamon creek wherever um you can't miss them i might follow your tips if i can't get a little closer to my field points there you go we have them for you and we'll just charge you double i appreciate that i really appreciate you thinking of me as very as special jeff thank you so much when will you use uh, a mechanical head as opposed to a fixed head I prefer a mechanical head for for pigs. I, I really do. And, and that I, shocks me. That really surprises. I know. And so, you know, having said that, I, as many as I've killed this year, I, I'm doing a lot more pig hunting. If a deer happens to walk by, that's great. But you know, that's really my target animal. And so that's in the quiver. You know, 95% of the time, or on the you know ready to fire, yeah. 95% of the time. Um, I, I have come across a great mechanical this year that I, uh, you know, if you have time to talk about, that. share the info. So, so mechanical-wise, um, Grave Digger, their uh, hybrid cut-on-contact head is just wickedly awesome. And um, it's, uh, it's stainless. I have been shooting the 125-grain uh, version, which I, I shoot 125s out of all my uh, – in the Stinger as well, but um, – uh, or in the Black Hornet, excuse me. But um, – that that head itself, you know, if, if, even if it doesn't, I've shot it every way possible. So even if it doesn't open, um, you've still got about a one and an eighth inch cut, I believe, is what it is. But I've never not had one open on me. Um, it does have some set screws to set the wing blades to it. Um, so there's a little technicality there as far as learning um, what's the proper setting on that. But uh, come into the store, anybody that wants to check it out, come into the store and uh, we'll talk to you about that. Um, but they are uh, pretty much fail proof. And like I said, I've I've shot them at all settings. I've, I've shot them where I locked them wide open, and uh, they fly just as true as they did, you know, when they were locked down. Um, so great, a great head. Um, you can buy all the replacement parts for them. Of course, the ferrule itself is stainless, so it's pretty tough. I have been a couple, um, so the only thing I haven't bent so far is titanium. Uh, but stainless steel will bend. Of course, aluminum will bend. 
Um, I would imagine titanium will be also. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, but you will. If anyone will do that, Jeff, it'll be you. Uh, tell me why you prefer a mechanical head on pigs. That really surprises me. I figured you'd be a fixed head guy all the way on pigs. Yeah. That's a tough shot, tough animal. Yeah, I, I do prefer a fixed blade on, on pigs. Um, it's just that lately, um, you know, we've gotten a bunch of these into the shop. Some people have been wanting me to try them, and so I tried them, and I'm really kind of hooked on them. And, and so it's, uh, it's kind of a mixed review on what I'll shoot. You know, it's kind of when I get up in the tree and pick one out of the quiver, you know, it's kind of a crap shoot. But most of the time I'll go to that, uh, to the Magnus. But on a, on a mechanical head, now definitely this year for deer hunting, uh, the uh, Grave Digger will be on the shelf there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. So uh, majority of the time, well, I guess all the time, you just want what works. <laughs> I do want what works. And, you know, I have a wall full of broadheads that work yeah. uh, here at the shop. But, um, if you know, when a guy asks me what would you do, you know, what would you, you know, shoot out of your setup, those are the two heads that I'm going to recommend every time. Yeah. When's the last time you fired a rifle at a critter? Uh, how old am I? Let's see, 15, 30 years maybe? <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, we're going to come back and talk about pigs a little bit later on. That can be a tough shot. That can be a shot gone wrong if uh, you're not really good at shot placement and thinking about where you need to hit that pig. So stick around, Jeff. Okay, I'll be here. Summertime is definitely here. It is hot. But, hey, if you feed ProPlan Performance 30% protein, 20% fat, that hot fuel don't change during the summer. Just back off the amount you feed. Our dogs are consuming much less this time of year. Pro Plan Performance. It's what the pros choose, and it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. 
Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. In God we trust. That fishing story you just told, not so much. Come on, it's camp house time at Kinder Outdoors. If you've never had the pleasure of hanging out with or hunting with Barefoot Bob Richardson in West Texas, buckle up, because you're about to hang out with him right now. Barefoot Bob, a West Texas legend and pig catcher deluxe. Barefoot Bob, it's sure good to sit down with you. I've been wanting to talk with you a long while, but the first thing I noticed about you when you got out of your truck, you've got shoes on. How come? Well, them rocks and cactuses around Brady, Texas are pretty rough on bare feet. (laughs) (laughs) But you did earn that nickname from running this country barefoot, didn't you? Yes, sir. When I was young and I used to bird hunt with the old sheriff of Jones County, he'd bring people in to hunt and we lived in the sandy country and I'd show them where to hunt. Well, their dogs wouldn't hunt because of the grass burrs, and I didn't wear shoes, and I'd run over and pick up their birds for them. Man. That's tough now. Yeah, That's tough. They calling me sand spur, and after a few years, it changed to barefoot. Barefoot. How old were you when that was going on? Eight. My word. That's, that's getting after. Dave Reeves said... Sheriff, he took me kind of under his wing, and he took me everywhere, you know, yeah. was a one-car family. and Did he ever buy you a pair of shoes? No, he never did. <laughs> that rascal. <laughs> Barefoot Bob catches pigs. He doesn't shoot them. He catches them. Man, that's tough stuff there now. How do you dodge them, them, them tusks? 
Well, as a general rule, when they're wearing a bulldog for an earring, they ain't that bad. <laughs> However, we had a man fighter that drugged two bulldogs, run my son down, got him down, and worked him over oh. big time. Cut him six times. Oh, my. How's he doing? Cut him in, he's all right. Yeah. Cut him in both thighs, cut him in the cheek of his butt, and twice in the ribs and in his shoulder. My goodness. He was throwing him four foot in the air. Woo! And still, the dogs never turned loose. They still had him. Yeah. How many did you catch last night? We caught nine last night. Sellers. Yeah. Plus some little ones. Now, is that a good night? That's an excellent night. Yeah. Five of these were big bladed boars that will bring over $100. Now, what you do is you run them with the dogs, you let the dogs catch them, and then you come in and do what? Well, you, you run in and try to get behind them, and you grab your tail with your left hand and the back foot with your right hand, and you flip them over on their side and tie their four feet together. Sounds easy enough. I want to go sometime, but I'm going to watch you from the pickup. <laughs> I'd love to see that sometime. You've hunted and fished and been outdoors just about every day of your life, haven't you? Yes, sir. You've got some amazing stories I bet you could tell me uh, throughout the years. Uh, you've done some stuff. What do you recall that kind of sticks out? You know what? I've had such a good life and got to do so many things. If I had to be anybody in the world, I'd be me. God's been great with me. Yeah, he's good he's to us. Everything I've ever wanted. You know, I've never wanted anything I couldn't get, but he's given me everything I've ever wanted. The trick to being happy with life is being happy with what you can get. Not satisfied, but happy with what you can get and uh, not wanting what you can't have. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, what's, the, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen on a pig hunt? Well, my fifth of the fattest sister <laughs> had a boyfriend out of New Jersey. <laughs> I'm fifth, not going to mention any names. My fifth to the fattest sister. <laughs> yeah. We went hog hunting one time, and we caught a big boar, and uh, we were carrying him out on our army stretcher because the brush was real thick. Yeah. And uh, we'd carry him about 50 yards is all you could handle because yeah. he weighed about 300, and there was just the two of us. And then when we'd rest, he'd set the cot on the ground, an old army stretcher, and I'd sit on the hog, hog's butt, and he'd stand there and blow until we could go again. Well, after about 10 or 12 rest periods, I sat on the butt, and he walked around there and sat on the head. Uh-uh. Well, this mad boar with a butt stuck in his face just latched on. Well, he took off running, and he was dragging the stretcher. <laughs> now, two of us could barely carry it, but he could drag it. <laughs> That's about the funniest thing I've ever seen. I guess so. To hey, so you. didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been real droughty uh, out in this part of the country. Uh, what's that going to do to our to our deer and their horn development this year? The best bucks on a dry year when they still get enough to eat. A deer can only eat so much and get so much nutrition. Without the high-protein rations, if you've got a lot of moisture content in your forage, he could still only eat 10 pounds. If it's 70% moisture, he's not going to get as much good as if it's 50% moisture. Mm. So we could have a outstanding deer year. The burn has moved them around a lot. It's concentrated on what didn't burn. Of course, all Texas didn't burn, but yeah. probably a third of Stonewall County burnt. Half of our ranch got burnt and half of it didn't. It's going to concentrate all the deer from the burn right now or in the unburn. Now, if, it, if we can just get a just a little rain and green it back up, they'll move back to their home range. But right now, I mean, it killed mesquite trees full size. Yeah. You've had some terrible fires out here. We've had them in my home county over yeah. in Palo Pinto and yeah. the outpost where I hunt where half part of our ranch is burned. It's, it's just affecting everybody. What will these animals do uh, when they first sense that smoke? You watch this wildlife a lot. Yeah, the quail, of course, we were right in the middle of it, but the quail would fly about three times away from the fire. And, you know, each flight would get a little short because I was watching them. They'd fly two to four times. And then the last flight, when they were really tired, they'd fly back through the flame, fly right back through it. You're kidding me. 
the whole, of course, they were pairing up. So you only had small coveys for five or six repairs. And if it was a pair or a covey, they all went back through it. Did they survive? I'm assuming they did because I'm seeing more quail now than I ever did before the fire. Wow. Of course, the, the cubbies are broke up into pairs, so you yeah. see a lot more. And when you look out there and you can see 500 yards, you see quail that you didn't see when it was yeah. grass. If we can get a, an inch and a half of rain during May to get a little bit of nesting cover because yeah. it burned up a lot of our snakes, a lot of our rats, all the brush piles and the coons. Right after the fire, the next day after the fire, I just drive around and see them coons. They'd be in the tallest tree they could with all the hair singed off of them. And so, you know, it hurt the coons. The turkeys, I never found a dead turkey, and the, the hens were already sitting. And actually, I've got three turkey nests spotted that were sitting. And I can see them now because it's like everything around them burnt except their nest. I guess they had it packed. But it's the one tiny little circle of brown with eggs in it. Now, they're still sitting on them eggs right out in the broad open. Are they really? I'm anxious to see if they're going to hatch. Give me a call. Let me know how that goes. I'd love to. i got 18 days to go yeah. after they were burnt over. And they had to be sitting before the burnover. So in 18 days, I'll know if they're going to hatch or not. I'll be darned. That's very you interesting. Look, they're out in black. As far as you can see, there ain't a sprig of nothing, and she's still sitting on that nest. I'll be darned. That is amazing to me. I, I just figured those eggs would burn up, and that was over. I'm sure they didn't burn up, yeah. but might have cooked them. Bob, you uh, you come across a lot of rattlesnakes out like this. Have you ever been bit? Five times. Five times. Mercy. Uh, ever get dangerous, like could lose your life? I never went to a doctor. Really? My son was bit two or three years ago, and his wife, my ex-wife, his mother, liked to try to kill me because he wouldn't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got over it? Yeah. That's, uh, I, I've never, you know, you hardly ever lose a dog to a snake bite. And uh, as long as you don't go getting crazy and start cutting yourself up like a lot of people do. You know, you see all these horror stories with the guy's arms all swollen up to here, and he's got slices all over it. That's usually self-inflicted. He goes to panic and cutting himself up, trying to let poison out, and all he's doing is letting it in. So you just sit still and, and let time pass a little bit and not get too excited, and you got over it. Yeah. If you can take the last snake bite, which is right here on the thumb, and it's still got a hard spot. Yeah. Uh, there was a dog food sack in front of neighbor's house, and, you know, It'd be a good way for me to be blamed for a dog that being out. So I reached down and picked it up, and there's a rattlesnake under it, and it hit me in the thumb. Oh, just yeah. got me with one thumb. One th How long ago was that? That was three years ago, Okay. right after the drought. Yeah. Anyway, Rick Snipes was his name. Yeah. So I went to his house, and he had some Benadryl. I took ten Benadryl, and that thing didn't get up no bigger than a sausage. You're tougher to boot. You know that? <laughs> oh, man, I learn something every time I'm around you, uh, Bob. If you can get Benadryl immediately, it makes a big difference. We carry it injectable for our dogs. Right, okay. If a dog gets snake bit and you inject him within five minutes or two minutes, yeah. you don't even swell up. You didn't go to the vet and get those, you know, they've got those uh, rattlesnake vaccines for our dogs now. You didn't go get one of those in yourself, did you, to protect? I didn't, and I'm not sure about, it can't hurt the dog, that's for sure. Right. But I've seen some dogs swell up really bad that had the venom, and I've seen some that didn't swell up that didn't. I don't think it makes a big difference. It yeah. may help, but. Yeah. And even some of the vets I've talked to, they their jury's out. Bob, you've spent your entire life out in the, in, in the pastures and the woods and studying wildlife and hunting and fishing. Is it still as exciting to you to get out now as it was when you were a kid? Maybe more so. Cause really? I, I don't have many years left. 
and I want to use them the best I can. Hi, everybody. It's World Championship caller Al Morris. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Can you believe it's almost time for the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas? It's certainly time to get it on the calendar. The 2023 Hunters Extravaganza will be in Fort Worth, August 11th through the 13th. Fort Worth Convention Center. You know the drill. Seminars, equipment, gear, the best bucks from last year, live alligators, snakes, and a whole lot more. For more details, go to huntersextravaganza.com. August 11th through 13th, Fort Worth Convention Center. The Hunter's Extravaganza. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa and they're simple and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough they're fully cooked all you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them these items have become staples in our home robin's favorite is the taco meat i'm partial to the tamales and what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. 
Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean right. these people get to walk, they get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit Joshua Creek Dot com. There are plenty of fish in the creek behind the camp house. Feel free to take a ride down from the wall and catch a few. Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan and all the great Pro Plan formulas at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, you know, summertime, it's a great time to go pig hunting. Maybe you've been out on your property, your lease, or your land, and you've noticed the damage that they've done or evidence that you've had pigs around at one time or another. Start feeding them. Be consistent. They'll show up. Bow, rifle, doesn't matter. Enjoy a little time in the field hunting in the summertime. And listen, feral pork on the table is delicious. We try to keep a hog in the freezer all the time at the kinder camp. They make great tamales, taco meat, sausages. I got a recipe from Jeff Scott one time for some great uh, pork, feral pork, sausage, and cabbage. Really good stuff. Jeff is one of our guests on this show today as we probe the pork. With some really top pig masters, like Barefoot Bob Richardson from West Texas. The pig man, Brian Quaka. And now we'll pick up on our conversation we're having with Jeff Scott from a few years back, actually, with Cinnamon Creek Archery, proficient purveyor of pork. Uh, Jeff, no one, I'm convinced that there's not one person in America, I don't care if you've got a TV show or what, no one hunts and shoots pigs any more than you do with a boat. Now, I know I may know one or two guys that shoot more than I do, but I, I've shot my share, yes, yeah, sir. You yes, do. You're yes, hard at it. For sure. Yeah. And, and you're passionate about it. You you love to pig hunt. If Jeff's got 15 minutes, you're standing in a tree somewhere uh, waiting for those pigs to come by, and you hunt them actively year-round. That's true. And and really, you say year-round, that's true. And, and I really love the heat of the summer because you, know, you know why. Because everybody else gets out of the woods because it's too hot. Right. Well, I just love it because it's there's nobody else out there but me and the pig. So, yeah, right. you know, it's me on them. So uh, Yeah, and it kind of limits, you know, it helps you uh, to, to kind of determine where those pigs are going to be in the summer because it's brutally hot. They're going to be near 
a cool spot. I'm fortunate enough to hunt uh, in some river bottom land, so yeah. it's pretty much a guarantee that they're going to be along there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we were talking earlier in the show about broadheads, and you surprised me when you said you've been shooting your pigs lately with a mechanical. Uh, for folks that weren't tuned in earlier in the show, why in the world are you uh, shooting these old tough, thin, thick-skinned pigs uh, with, a, with a mechanical? Well, honestly, because they're really not that tough or thick-skinned. Yeah. But um, um, and the broadhead I've chosen is is cut on contact and it's gonna penetrate and cut regardless of the fact of whether or not it's going it uh, it opens or not. Yeah. But it's pretty much guaranteed to open. Um, we spoke earlier. I'd chosen the grave digger, the the hybrid. Um, that that head is just brutally wicked, and I have killed maybe 15, 20 pigs with it this year. Yeah. Um, but um, I chose it based on a, a, you know, some guys here in the shop that have asked, you know, hey, try this, yeah. uh, because they had shot maybe one or two pigs with it, and um, and uh, wanted to see, you know, shoot some multiple pigs. You know, maybe I got lucky and didn't hit bone or whatever. And I, I've I've pretty much, I wouldn't say I want, I've I've hit every um, part of the animal, but you know, I, I've done it all. I've hit bone. I've I've you know passed through everything, and it's been a success every time. Yeah. Uh, don't you hate having a job where part of that is field testing uh, broadheads on pigs and, and you got a little pasture time in? No, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, really, I wish the requests would go down, but no, I, I, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, quite a bit of property to hunt. Yeah. And then to work here at Cinnamon Creek, you know, these guys are great and the customers are great. And, you know, you got guys like yourself and a lot of other um, celebrity types. But anyway, so you get to meet everybody, you know, yeah. so that, and that's my thing. I'm a people person, so. Um, you know, it's not such a hard job. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a fun job. Um, let's talk about shot placement. Uh, very important. It doesn't matter uh, what big game you're hunting. It doesn't matter if you hunt turkey. Shot placement, very, very, very important. Let's talk about those pigs because they've got a shoulder plate that you kind of need to negotiate uh, when you're going to try to put one down with an arrow. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, I, I have a theory that I go by that, you know, I mentioned the word archery nerd earlier, and, and um, it kind of drives me nutty. I, if people would spend more time practicing than they do thinking about, um, you know, the front of center and is my bow tuned and all that stuff, um, you know, they would have that shot placement. Yeah. And all these things would, would add up for them, and they'd, they'd be successful. But nothing wrong with, with doing all that just as long as you practice as well. But shot placement is critical. Uh, it's a little different on a pig. You know, you basically want to hit them in the armpit. Um, I had occasion recently where uh, I came upon a big hog that I've been hunting for months. Um, did not make a good shot on this pig from about five yards, and a, a hairy situation ensued. But yeah, uh, and, and then probably didn't make the wisest decision to follow him into a no-way-out situation uh, while he's not feeling real good. No, it, it was a bad idea. I should have just waited and come back uh, you know, the next day. But I came upon the pig. He was sitting on his hind end in, in the pitch black. Uh, I did have a pistol with me, but the pig turned on me and was basically at my feet. Uh, in a matter of seconds, and I was able to get a few shots off, but it could have been a sticky situation, much worse than it was, but it worked out okay. Um, not one of the situations you want to tell your wife about, you know, but anyway, uh, but uh, it worked out okay, and the pig, I don't know whatever happened, you know, I managed to, to get a couple shots off into him, but 
Um, he may still be out there, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine you probably took care of him, but he traveled a little ways uh, before before he uh, went down for that last time. Uh, tough situation, man. We're really thankful that he didn't hit you. He could have cut you bad. He could have. Uh, uh, that could have been a really bad deal. It very well could have, and, and uh, like I told you earlier, I've come upon three or four pigs in that same situation, and it all worked out well. This this really could have been ugly if the pig had. I really honestly think he was just trying to get out of the get out of the situation he was in too. He wasn't trying to inflict any damage because he sure as heck could have. I had one hand on his back. I mean that's how close he was, and I was trying to push myself off. I thank goodness I had my hands free. Um, a good headlamp um, at night is a big recommendation for tracking for you guys who are thinking about hunting at night uh, for pigs, or you know how they come out last light. Uh, you're going to end up tracking that pig in the dark. If you get yourself a good headlamp, and it may save you. I really credit that that light to helping me out yeah. um, that night. Yeah, yeah. saved uh, a lot of your blood, kept it from yeah. spilling out on the ground. Uh, we want to hit that pig. I've always been taught and I've always done it this way quartering away uh, is that right that that's a great choice it is because there's a lot of things that can go right with that there's a few things that can go wrong with it but um, you're choosing basically to um, you know your where your area of damage can be done is larger um, instead of totally broadside and a broadside's a good choice as well um, but a lot of times you know these pigs are always moving especially when they're under a feeder um, stalking too really they're just always moving yeah. and so um, I've had multiple shots this year with quartering away and they've all worked out really well um, but uh, and, and I've got some buddies that that's really the only thing they'll do but uh, uh, you, you just got to think about where that exit is going to occur so you really want to shoot for your exit uh, on that animal. So, uh, you know, it depends on how hard quartering. Quartering two is not a good idea. Quartering away, like you said, great idea. Yeah, quartering two, that big shoulder plate we mentioned earlier comes into play. Your arrow has a really good chance of hitting at that 45 degree angle and deflecting. Yeah, correct. And a lot of guys that are going to encounter pigs this year, they're going to be out there deer hunting. And um, they may not, you know, they, they may have an arrow built and set up for, you know, their deer hunting. Like I mentioned earlier, I prefer a mechanical for shooting deer. Um, so um, uh, according to a way shot with, you know, a lighter arrow or something that's built for distance and speed um, on a pig instead of trying to challenge that bone in the, in, you know, in the leg, um, it's probably a good idea versus shooting completely broadside. We'll wrap it up with Jeff Scott from Cinnamon Creek Archery coming up in a few minutes here at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, get this on your calendar, though. Houston, the NRG Center. Uh, the NRG Center in Houston, August 4, 5, and 6. Then move it up to Fort Worth. I think I've missed two of these in the past 30-some-odd years in Fort Worth. August 11, 12, and 13, Fort Worth Convention Center. And they'll wrap it up as they always do in the place where it all started, the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall, San Antonio, August 18, 19, and 20. The Hunter's Extravaganza coming up right around the corner. More details at kinderoutdoors.com. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job 
Every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscapes. Multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. 
impaling redfish on the fly rod. Fresh walleye in a skillet. Big Tom turkeys run into your call. A massive 6x6 within 30 yards and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Earlier I said feed your pigs, bait them up, keep them fed. That's only if baiting is legal in your state. Okay, that's really important. Let's get back to our pig hunt with Jeff Scott from Cinnamon Creek Archery, Roanoke, Texas. Uh, you hunt elevated. You hunt your pigs elevated most of the time, right? I'm always elevated, yes. Yeah. yes. And uh, I've seen your setup before on Facebook. You know, every, every time you post a picture, I expand it, and I'm really looking to see what's Jeff doing down there. I'm picking your brain without uh, having the opportunity to talk to you, but I'm studying. Uh, and it looks like you give yourself several opportunities because of wind. Uh, I'm sure most folks know this, but a pig can smell better than a bird dog. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've, <laughs> I've been on a lot of hunts this year where I was unsuccessful. Um, I, I mentioned how many I've killed, but good Lord, I've probably hunted, you know, one out of every five times where I am successful. And a lot of that has to do with setup and wind. And uh, those pigs, if, if you cross their path of where they're going to come into that feeder or uh, whatever setup you have, they're going to wind you. And um, you, you can just live with that. It's going to happen. Just, you know, consider yourself, well, I lost this round, yeah. but maybe I'll win the battle, you right. know. So um, their, their smell is just unbelievable. Um, there's not much you can do. You know, you can do the whole take a shower and scent-free soap and don't use your thermocell and whatever else. But if they cross your path, they've got you. They can literally pin you down, and then they're gone. It's over. Uh, do you use uh, any kind of attractant? Uh, for hogs, have you found one that works? Yeah, the one I found that works the best is corn. Yeah, there you go. They love my corn feeders. <laughs> Here's my thing Then I tell you. I get this question a lot. Um, if you want to attract pigs, get yourself an electric feeder with a timer. Don't ever let that feeder battery go dead. Don't ever let the corn run out. Just make sure those pigs can count on there being corn on the ground every time they visit that spot. Um, otherwise they'll be inconsistent. And I, I saw someone else say recently, the only consistent thing about pigs is that they're inconsistent. And um, this is true, but you have an advantage. Just keep that corn feeder full and keep it running. 125 grain uh, broadhead is what you recommended earlier in the show for these pigs. And make sure you uh, shot placement, practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice with, you know, pretty much do your, you know, your tuning on your broadheads just like you would uh, with your field tips. Um, and yes, practice, practice, get out there. Um, if you have a chance, go shoot some 3D. Come out here. We've got, I think, 80 3D targets right now set up at Cinnamon Creek. But uh, practice 3D, that is really critical uh, above and beyond shooting paper because it gives you, um, you know, you're dealing with yardage. Uh, you're not just standing there shooting a piece of paper, but it's really helpful to shoot some 3D. He's a pro. Go get a tip or two in person from Jeff Scott at Cinnamon Creek archery. Brian Quaka is better known as the pig man. What started as a passion has become a very successful profession. Pig man, who gave you that name? Where'd that come from? Was that for TV or have you carried that name with you a while? Um, I guess you could say that uh, the pig man name come from TV simply because uh, some outdoor TV personalities uh, said, man, I want to go hunting with these guy, this guy down in Texas. I mean, because I, I would go out and whether it be bow, gun, whatever, dogs, we'd catch 
multiple pigs and yeah. hearing some stories from some of the people that I'm in business with. Uh, we went over to there and hunted. We didn't see no pigs. So basically, I was successful. These TV shows contacted me. Once their field producers came down and seen me in action, they're like, man, you need a show. So uh, everybody's like, call this pig man dude, this pig man dude. So I trademarked it. I trademarked everything to do with pig hunting. Smart. Uh, every dime, that ever, you know, you see people has these annuities and they have these investments. Yeah. My investments is in my brand. <laughs> and it's very well protected. Right. So uh, that's what happened. That's the way it goes. And I tell you what, isn't, isn't uh, Texas a great place? You you look at this wild pig problem, this feral hog problem we've got in Texas. You turn it from a problem to a very positive thing. Yeah, yeah. Not only uh, do I get to hunt for a living yeah. and meet some great people, uh, I get to take a lot of kids. And uh, we're eliminating pigs. We're saving property. You know, right now, People say, oh, what do you mean? Uh, you know, the pigs, is they, te- they tear up property, which cost farmers hay. And my hay's not that big of a deal. It's dry grass. Yeah. Diesel is $4 a gallon. Right. It, it's just a domino effect that goes downhill. And I get to hunt all the time. That's the best thing. Yeah. And I'm helping the state. Love to take kids hunting. Uh, turned it into a business. Yeah. And uh, I, it's win-win. You I, bet it is. At this point, we're almost bulletproof. I hear you, brother. Well, tell me this. What did you do before you were the pig man? How'd you make a living? I'm sure you guided oh, a lot of hunts. I did. Uh, I started out, uh, I went to TSTC, Texas State Technical College, and uh, got a degree in machine shop, yeah. uh, mach- machinist by trade. Yeah. Then ended up figuring out, well, I don't make as much money as working at the power plant. So I started working at the power plant. Just in a couple years, I become a supervisor, heavy equipment operator, yeah. and uh, said, you know what, I'm going to start putting some guns together. And... Uh, in two months, I had so many gun orders that I had to quit my job. Wow. Uh, on top of that, I started another business, believe it or not. I was a used car used car dealer. Really? Yeah, I owned a lot in Mahia and uh, just started building guns. And uh, I thought, well, the gun building will be a secondary. The car lot will be full time, but vice versa. Uh-huh. I had so much more gun business and so many right. people coming in from out of state to hunt with me right. that the car, I just said, it's got to go away. I focused on this full time and i'm so busy right now i can't keep caught up what a story man that's awesome but nothing compares to the pig man job no, man i love it i love i guess the biggest thing i get is you don't look like the pig man i don't know who stereotyped the pig man but <laughs> i thought today i'd come in with a big beard and overalls and dirty hair and the whole deal but i am what i am and uh yeah. i you know, you, looks can be deceiving. Um, there was a young man asking me how many pigs you killed this past year, and I said I don't have any comment because he wouldn't believe me. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my little boy shot one basically yesterday morning uh, just before I took him to school. He's seen him out in the field tearing our pasture up, and yeah. uh, he already knows the ropes. He, he leveled it. How old is he? He's 11 years old. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's well-versed in killing pigs. I guess he is, man. Pig. That That is a little pig. Little pig man. That is awesome. Uh, well, I tell you what. You've got it going on, man. This is just a tremendous deal. But you're right. The pig problem in Texas is a bad problem. It's a growing problem. I'd love to have the money in fence repairs alone out of one month in the state of Texas. You know, I want to tell you how substantial the pig problem is. Not not from a damage standpoint, but from this standpoint. When we started this, we pretty much have a niche market. And the reason I have a niche market and there's no copiers is simply because I have so many trademarks. I know they search them. Yeah. I already know. My lawyer tells me they're being searched. There's been a few cases where people's actually tried to do something. But I've been in Smithsonian Magazine. I was host of the year on Sportsman Channel out of 202 shows. And 
I've got probably 300 requests a week for people to come hunt with me. So, you know, aside of damage and we're helping the state, it's unbelievable because it's an affordable sport and we need the help. And don't forget, Texas is a $45 five-day special hunting. It's a 157 license. 45 bucks, five days, you can come hunt pigs. Right. And I know a lot of people that will let you hunt pigs for free. That's exactly right. I do, too. Uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, brother. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's the thing, you know. Uh, and, and the beautiful thing in Texas is we can ride with guns. Yep. And, and you pull up to a piece of property, park, get out of your truck, and you can shoot on somebody's property, and they drive up and like, what are you doing? Uh, oh, you shot a pig? Man, cool. And then I have a list of people that wants the meat. Right. Just the the pig my son shot, I actually give to our Vietnamese barber that cuts my hair. She wanted the whole hog. I backed up there and I said, there it is. You know and what? When I first saw you, Brian, I said, pig man's got him a Vietnamese haircut. I, I recognize that right off the bat. Exactly, exactly. No, it's a good time. You guys do a great job. And uh, it's just promoting the sport yeah. and what better way to promote kids in the field taking them hog hunting pig man i agree hey thanks for hanging out with us in our camp house today at kinder outdoors i also want to thank my lord and savior jesus christ for the time we've had together and invite you back next time around until then may god bless you and your bunch